0: The goth in Gotham City. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he did. Can you fake laugh, Mice, so I can plug one in? (laughs) Perfect. Too kind. Okay, yes. Bad puns mean another episode of Screen Fix, the show where we will fix a recent film. I am host JC, with me, co-host today, Geek Fluent Girl. Geek Fluent Girl Mai, why don't you say hi to everybody? Hey everybody. And very special and original host of this very show. It is... Mustachio, the mystery mustachio. Why don't you say hi to everybody? Hey, everybody. I'm glad to be back. Excited to see you. Always excited when you're on the show. You know, we have guests from all kinds of different podcasts and such. Sometimes it's good to just slow down and just hang out with your good buddies, right?
1: (laughs) That's right.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Haven't seen you in a a while. You've been stuck in your own bat cave.
1: Oh, yeah. I've been in my own bubble for quite a bit. You have
0: been. And you've come out with a massive beard. (laughs) Your beard is massive and it is red.
1: I feel like this would be like my evil villain beard.
0: Well, villains, that is apropos today, because we are going to be doing a film. I was going to say put the goth in Gotham, but you use that as your joke. I actually have it, <laughs> written, I have it written down. It brings out a lot of emo <laughs> Yeah. Today, we're doing a movie that, at this point, can we say this is like the fourth or fifth time with somebody else donning the cowl? Franchise reboots, yeah. That's yeah. right. Another franchise reboot. This time, going emo.
1: <laughs> the mascara runs in this movie.
0: The mascara runs longer than the runtime. <laughs> the Batman. Fear is a tool.
3: But when that light hits the sky, it's not just
2: a goal, it's a warning.
1: I've been trying to
0: reach you. Fire the gun! This is about a king and brothers to match.
2: I can take care of myself.
1: If this continues,
3: it won't be long before you've nothing left. I don't care what happens to me. It's only going to get worse for you. I hear everything they say. Ancient. Maybe we're not so different. Who are you under there?
0: I'm vengeance. The Batman, a movie that was delayed twice from its June 2021 release date because of COVID. Robert Pattinson even caught COVID and they had to put the production on hold. I don't know if this is real or if this is a, a rumor, but it, it said that director Matt Reeves was worried that he might catch COVID also and wouldn't be able to finish the film. So he wore a mask, scuba goggles, and a head covering on set. All right.
2: That's some dedication. He
0: could have played Riddler. <laughs> so this movie, it's supposed to launch uh, a Batman shared universe. There are two sequels planned in this movie. It's definitely not hiding the fact that it is setting up future films. We've got Penguin and Riddler still alive there in Arkham. And we also had The Joker. The Joker was there at the very end in Arkham laughing, chatting it up played by Barry Keegan. Barry Keegan as Joker in the next movie. Are you a Barry Keegan fan? This is the second podcast in a row where we have a film with Barry Keegan. You know, those are, of course, massive shoes to fill. Actually, the bar is set a little bit lower, though. Uh, Our last Joker being uh, Jared Leto's joker i don't think he was very well received so barry keegan's probably thankful for that as i'm sure uh robert pattinson is kind of glad that affleck came before him a lot of people did like ben affleck's batman but i don't think anybody considers him the best batman is there
1: like a reason why like people like liked ben affleck's like
0: portrayal is it
1: just like thanks for stepping in when we needed somebody to kind of fill out the justice league stuff
0: let's go ahead and unpack batfleck
2: what are your superpowers again
3: I'm
0: rich. Let's please. (laughs) To me he just had the right size. He looked tired. (laughs) Yeah, he looked he looked like an an older Batman, which I think he was supposed to be. That's fair. I don't even know if he was playing like a Batman character. I think Ben Affleck himself was exhausted. And it he just came through everybody's like, this is this is the best performance he's ever given. And it's like, well, he's actually exhausted a real life guy. So.
2: He's like a dad on a long road trip. He's, a, he's, d- like... he's a dad on a long road trip. <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: So Affleck even said that one of the reasons why he stepped down was his lack of enjoyment in playing the role as well as his alcohol problems. Oh. And also at the time he was recently divorced or going through his divorce with Jennifer <laughs> Garner. Garner. In an interview, Ben Affleck said that he showed his version of the batman because remember he had a whole script written this was originally going to be ben affleck writing and directing and acting and he showed his script to a friend of his who said quote i think the script is good i also think you'll drink yourself to death if you go through with what you just went through on justice league again Wow. (laughs) Wow. yeah right so yeah that's
2: a real friend and that was matt damon (laughs) how do you like their (laughs) maps oh probably
0: (laughs) So actually Affleck's version while we're on that was going to be centered around Arkham Asylum and Deathstroke was going to be involved in breaking all of Batman's rogues gallery out of Arkham. He was going to try to make Batman exhausted so that he could kill him. It was also supposed to have Batgirl in it. I have no idea who they were looking at for Batgirl. Who would you want as your Batgirl ideas? Miley Cyrus? <laughs> yeah. Her weapon would be like she'd have a little mini wrecking ball. I- Oh. <laughs> what about you geek fluent girl who's your uh...
2: Anna Kendrick <laughs> just because she's great at everything I can't
0: picture her fighting anyone
2: <laughs> she would just be like sarcastically fighting
0: yeah. cutting them down and... you're you're better than this yeah. <laughs>
1: yes make smarter decisions make
3: smarter decisions <laughs> and then she
0: sits down she starts playing a, the Batman theme song on a, with a cup
3: <laughs> of course
0: so yeah and I know that uh, Zack Snyder read Ben Affleck's version and that's why he put deathstroke in that end credit scene you guys remember that one lex luther was out on a boat no. uh, deathstroke showed up on the boat no all right <laughs> so the the head of warner brothers or somebody at at warner brothers wanted a more auteur filmmaker To helm the next Batman, and they liked Matt Reeves' take on it. He wanted to do a film that would focus on the early part of Batman's career. So he set his movie two years into being Batman, and he got a lot of inspiration from Batman The Long Halloween, the sequel to that one, which is called Dark Victory, and as well as stuff from Batman Zero Year. So he took his inspiration directly from some really well received comics. I know Batman The Long Halloween is a lot of people's favorite Batman man run you guys know anything about that one no long halloween has this villain that they call like the holiday or holiday or something like that basically he kills somebody on on every holiday (laughs) (laughs) wow all right he's he's got a shtick he does yeah (laughs) and then dark victor is the sequel to that and it has like some serial killer taking people out one by one like prominent people zero year is the one where riddler floods the city in that one i won't spoil those too much but there's things in this movie that are definitely inspired by those particular comics so yeah (laughs) last thing here so as far as the the sequels and stuff there's also going to be a penguin limited series has been greenlit by hbo max take it easy sweet oh right just gonna be a penguin series he was so good in this well what is this Bad cop Batshit cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: The bad sp- Spanglish version.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was like the point in the movie where Batman was not a very good detective, was he? Like he didn't like <laughs> do his due diligence on the Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> like really? <laughs> like
1: the, the supervillains are calling him out over petty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Supervillains are He's calling like, him
2: out. Like the female
0: rat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. God, oh, how was that Colin Farrell? I did not see it. That's, that was so good.
0: I know. You know, he had to do like two hours of makeup mm. and he's actually wearing um, a fat suit. He didn't want to gain weight because he gained a bunch of weight for a TV series called The North Water and he had all these like health problems from it. Oh. He's no Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah
2: that man is not real. No,
0: <laughs> I <know. laughs> Yeah. So he wanted to test how he looked as the penguin. So apparently he went to this Starbucks in Burbank. In, in that? Yeah, oh, in the God. suit. And apparently he ordered a latte in character.
1: With the name, like they, they asked for his name. And, the, and he's like, Oswald, yeah. the Cobblepot.
0: I'm Oswald, Dollar. What time do you get off? <laughs> Wait, I don't sound like. Where do the tips go? I don't see the tip jot. Yeah. <laughs> I know where the tips go, sweetheart.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then he got a citation for sure. Yeah. yeah. They're like, please don't oh ever God. do that again in character. <laughs> yeah,
0: that had it I wonder how that went, you know. Uh, <laughs> he said, quote, he got a couple of stares. So.
2: Just a couple of stairs, because it's it's Hollywood, right?
0: <laughs> he also said that the costume was a very liberating experience yeah. as a performer.
2: Not being a pretty boy.
0: <laughs> right. Remember his sex video when he still has his shaved head from playing bullseye? What? <laughs> <Was> that... <laughs> <laughs> you and him are the only ones
1: that remember that. He had a leaked celebrity sex tape. I think you did more research for this than we did.
0: <laughs> so I've heard. So, so, so you've yeah, heard. Okay. So you've heard. Yeah. Was it leaked around the time of In Bruges? Daredevil, his hair was shaved to play bullseye. Oh. So I've heard. So So, so you've heard. Yeah, we've (laughs) we've heard that you've heard. And that makes sense that you'd
1: know nothing about it, but Mm. it's rumored that it exists.
0: So let's talk about the the casting a little bit. When Reeves was writing the movie, he saw the movie Good Time. Oh, yeah. And he loved Pattinson in in Good Time. And so he wrote the script with Pattinson in mind.
1: Good Time is so good. I think, I don't know, Good Time kind of reminded me of if you've seen I Know This Much Is True, With the brothers good time was just that on a more lower income dysfunctional crazy level and it felt terrifying it did i loved good time it
0: actually came down to two actors it was between robert pattinson and nicholas holt for the role pattinson did his screen test in val kilmer's bat suit from batman forever we're the same oh wow <laughs> they said it was it was the only one that fit him. Really, is Val Kilmer small? Can somebody really quick look up Val Kilmer's height? <laughs>
1: Val Kilmer's just six foot.
0: Oh, six foot is, is tall. It's, it's very tall for an actor. Oh, okay. Oh, and Robert Pattinson's six one. So they needed his suit because he's tall. And Michael Keaton's five nine. Wow. Yeah. And George Clooney's five eleven. So they needed the big suit. Yeah. They needed the big boy suit but for wouldn't Ben Affleck fit that? Ben Affleck's like thick. <laughs> like, he's like swollen swole. Yeah. <laughs> he had the bloat. Um, so anyway, <laughs> they casted him and there was a change.org petition to reverse it. They'll take out change.org petitions for freaking everything. But he's fine. He's good. Yeah. Actually, he trained in Brazilian jiu-jitsu for this role. Are you happy with Pattinson? Would you have rather have seen Holt? What do you think, Geek and Girl?
2: I'm happy with Pattinson. And honestly, it's because I really liked how he um, approached his character and Tenet. I can mm. see like yeah, like he has like a lot more range and honestly too, I probably have always been a Robin Pattinson fan back from the old days when he was Cedric Diggory. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh,
0: God, all right. Cedric.
2: Yeah. So been been a fangirl for a while.
1: <laughs> what was his house again?
2: I think he was a Hufflepuff. He was Yes. And I am also a Hufflepuff. He was a
0: nice tender yes. Hufflepuff. <laughs> have you ever gone to that site and done your sorting hat Mustachio?
1: No, I'm too afraid to.
0: I have. I went on there. I was put into Gryffindor. Ooh. And you know you can also do your Patronus? Did you do yours, Geek Fluent Girl? I did not. So I did this one night with a whole bunch of people, and we were all doing this, and everybody was doing it at the same time. So you would hear spontaneously like, I'm Hufflepuff. <laughs> I'm Gryffindor. <laughs> I'm this. Like all these people were spouting out. But then we got to the Patronus part, and somebody was like, I'm a dragon. Somebody was like, I'm a dire wolf. And then I looked down at, at mine, and they were like, jc what's yours and i'm like i don't want to say <laughs> and like and they're like what's yours and i'm like well what's yours well, and he's like yours? and they're like oh well i'm a falcon yeah. and i'm like oh, I'm, for, a, I'm a grizzly bear i'm like oh great uh yeah. i'm a peacock
3: <laughs> <laughs> my
0: patronus was a freaking peacock oh, like everybody beautiful. else was getting all these awesome things and i'm some dickhead bird yeah, you call your Patronus. Like, mine would just show up and do a like a, a mating dance with his feathers and make everybody feel awkward. <laughs> but Uncomfortable. that's its power. Yeah, uncomfortably, Randy. Uncomfortably, Randy. That's my Patronus. <laughs> Expecto Erectum. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Dementors would just like stop.
1: They don't want that soul anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, put the soul back. This, this is <laughs> disgusting. We'd rather not. Okay. We, uh, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry. Mustachio. So, like, what? Yeah, um,
1: well, just to answer the question that we've so got far away from, uh, I like Nicholas Holt. I like where, you know, he could take it, but I feel like Robert Pattinson nailed it. And, and I don't think it would be the same without him. I don't know, like just the weight he carried in that movie um, yeah. and the way he got like just the shit beaten out of him. I felt like mm-hmm. it really came through as like this emotive, like terribly frustrated uh, individual, like you said, that's just like two years into being Batman yeah. and like is trying to figure out like what his purpose is in that. I feel like Pattinson nailed it.
0: Yeah. What about you? What about you? I'll like, just what? answer this. When it comes to Pattinson, something in the way. <laughs> yes. Perfect angst. One more just small thing. At one point, Jonah Hill was in the running to play either the Riddler or the Penguin. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but he asked for $10 million to be in the movie, which was like more than twice what Pattinson was getting
1: that's all he was getting wow that yeah i he mean he's only getting five million to be in the movie?
0: pattinson says he only got three million wow So
1: Mandy
2: yeah Pattinson does a, a passion project and being like i want to make sure nobody sees me as the vampire from twilight again <laughs>
0: <laughs> right and he'll ask for 10 well <laughs> man instead of consuming food he's consuming money now yeah or Coke. maybe so yeah and then there's zoe kravitz so zoe kravitz plays catwoman in the lego batman series does she Ooh. and of course uh andy Circus was Caesar in Matt Reeves' Planet of the Apes movies.
3: Apes! Do not want war!
0: Okay. So, he already knew Circus. Yep. Just really really quick, did you like this movie? What is just a very quick, yes, did you like it? No. Uh what do you think, Mustachio?
1: Oh, yes. I think, you know, I I really liked it, so I had to watch it twice to even start spotting some like cracks in it. And I'll I'll get to talk about this later, but it just reminded me of the movie Seven. It felt like just bleak and unhinged. Oh yeah!
0: So I just realized when you said Seven, Kevin Spacey's villain uh, gives himself up in that one too.
1: Exactly, exactly. So a killer that's like one step ahead of everybody—you don't know what he's doing. Even his like, and, and we can talk about this more later. But even his like, giving over his his home that has all his dark Mm -hmm. journals and everything in it Mm -hmm. yep yep
0: seven also
1: yeah so i I loved it
0: i still don't know i'm still figuring it out i feel like i need to watch it again are you not entertained there were moments where i thought it was awesome there were moments where I kind of rolled my eyes because i thought it was dumb It, it was like all over the place it was just like a cornucopia of mixed feelings i'll say that i'm looking forward to seeing it again let's just say that my the geek fluent girl did you like the batman
2: yes i liked it and as always i just kind of went in with like low expectations because that's sometimes the best way to go into movies Mm -hmm. because i was also just making fun of the souped up charger and I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised like how the movie went. Like
1: the old beater yeah. with a jet engine on
0: it. When he turned on the engine like the fire coming out of the engine there was even like fire coming out of like the bottom like yeah. Uh, Matt Reeves wanted the car to look really scary so he actually said that he used Stephen King's Christine as a uh, oh. model for it. Oh. Okay. This car, yeah. it checks out. He wanted it to be like a possessed ho- horror mobile. Nice. nice. Yeah. He wanted it to almost be its own character to be animalistic and frightening. <laughs> so, I was okay with it. My liked it. Mustachio liked it. Mm-hmm. Did audiences like it? Well, Why don't you give us the fresh hot stats? <laughs> Mustachio. <laughs> Old school host. Do you feel like you're back on the show? I feel like I'm back on the scoop.
1: Yeah, so audiences loved it. It got an eighty-five percent critic score and it got an eighty-eight percent audience score.
0: That, well, that's good. Yeah, that that's especially for something that I think is is this dark. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good score, actually, on both fronts.
1: Yeah,
2: it's been a rough two years. Yeah, everybody's everybody's a little a little battered. A
0: little more lenient. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're yeah. like, we just went through a bunch of shit. I'm gonna enjoy. This and not nit- nitpick it too much. 88%. Yeah.
3: yeah
1: and, and so it's with it's opening. It made 134 million. Ooh. And right now it's at uh, worldwide 472 million.
0: A hit. I think nice. we're going to get those sequels. I think we're going to get them. Mm-hmm. There's be, already a Barry Keegan Joker lurking around there. going to be a good time. And Penguin, sweetheart. <laughs>
1: I'll take another <laughs> latte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like sir you've had too many extra cream if
0: you know what i mean sweetheart <laughs>
1: yeah yeah that happened um well how do we how do we move on from that
0: <laughs> all right so those are some fantastical stats so why don't we go ahead and just dive in i will give a quick plot summary provided by movie pooper movie pooper where they wipe away the excess here is the one pinch summary while running for office as mayor of Gotham, Thomas Wayne asks Carmine Falcone to intimidate a reporter who is threatening to leak information about Martha's mental health problems. Her maiden name in this universe is Arkham. That's in parentheses. When Thomas found out Falcone had the journalist killed, he immediately reports it to the police. To keep himself safe, Falcone has the Waynes killed and the $1 billion renewal project diverted to organized crime. Carmine Falcone is killed by a shot from a sniper rifle, and the shooter is chased down to a cafe where he is identified as the Riddler and taken into custody. Batman interrogates him. The Riddler is Edward Nashton, an orphan displaced by the mishandling of Thomas Wayne's renewal program, which was supposed to benefit displaced children. But after his death, the only orphan who Riddler saw being treated well was Bruce Wayne. Riddler shares his feelings of connection with the Batman before telling him, about the time bombs about to go off around the city's waterways, causing it to flood. Several of Riddler's online followers keep their plan to ambush the mayor's victory party by killing everyone in the arena. Batman and Catwoman stop the goons, and the mayor survives a gunshot. With his plan foiled, the Riddler is consoled by a laughing inmate in another cell. Selina tells Batman never learning his identity that gotham is lost and leaves batman chooses to stay and protect the city that's all right this is a three-hour movie and that's probably (laughs) 45 minutes of it in this plot summary there's a lot more in there especially involving catwoman movie pooper it looks like mostly left out all of the catwoman stuff and the jim gordon stuff i think this is before he's commissioner right
2: I think it's supposed to be like Lieutenant or yeah Lieutenant or Gordon something. or something
0: like that, and also all of the stuff about the Riddler's plan, which was to slowly murder and bring to light all of the uh, police corruption and the police ties to the mob. So yeah, uh, left yeah.
2: out the funeral. I don't understand that. That was a major, yeah, this major plot, plot su-
0: <laughs> summary left out, uh, basically what anyone was was doing. <laughs> so, which is called the plot. So movie pooper. Miss the bowl on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sh- shat the floor.
1: That, like, reminds me of working at a movie theater, and it's like, you didn't want to be the one.
0: Ew, go... wait, shat the floor reminds you of working at a movie theater? Oh, uh,
1: yeah, gosh. it's like, you don't want to be the one that gets, like, the the job to go clean up the bathroom. Yeah, it's, uh, Ew. someone definitely
0: shat the floor on my watch. Wow. That's really disgusting. You use gloves, right? We had garbage bags. <laughs> Not that
2: I would have like opened up the stall and been like, that's a yeah. nope and I'm like, I'm out. I
0: quit. Yeah, I know. Quit. I quit. Done. It's my last day. This is just a movie theater. I'm out.
1: Uh, no, actually I-, I quit after they asked me to get inside the-, the dumpster to clean that out. After people had been dumping in it, <laughs> it after we lost power for a couple of weeks. We
0: got free movies. That's why I want to stay working there.
3: <laughs> Aww.
0: Yeah, our resident projectionist here on Screen Fix. Boop. He was just sitting there soaking in the movies, becoming a little Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. He's our little mustached Tarantino.
1: I like how I'm getting like littler and littler as it as this goes on. <laughs> our little
0: our little ginger haired. <laughs> Before we just start facing a movie, a lot of people work on a movie. Thousands of people work on a movie, especially a big one like this. Big time. This is Batman, baby. You know what I mean? So what is one thing you really liked? Let's give these people their due. They worked hard. We, of course, like this this movie. But what's one thing that you really liked about this movie? I'll let you go first. Geek Fluent Girl.
2: I mean, I kind of said in the beginning, I was like, I loved how realistic it is. And so, I mean, it's weird, but I actually really like the Batsuit. Mm
0: the bat suit hey
2: yeah i thought it was really well put together also too i have to say that my boyfriend pointed out to me that that mask is actually very realistic if you were trying to hide your identity because it is completely has all this technology so you can pass through face recognition the mask is like they had like the raised cheekbones and all kinds of stuff that no one could actually
0: figure out your identity mm-hmm. Why does your boyfriend know this? Is he the real-life Riddler? What's, <laughs> what's he planning that he's learning how to beat facial recognition technology? Has he started giving you, like, gifts that he's never been able to afford before?
2: No, nothing, nothing too crazy yet.
0: Okay, well, when he does, you'll know it's because no one can recognize his face. All right. <laughs> Mustachio, what is one thing you really, really liked about the Batman?
1: Uh, I loved how unhinged this movie is. I love that it's like a Ooh. it's just like a crash landing for a Batman role. And and I just love how it's just like a knockdown drag out, like he's not perfect. He doesn't have all this under control yet.
0: Yeah. He he almost beats that guy to death at the end. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, and and then he realizes that, you know, that guy's saying he is vengeance and realizing almost the error of his ways. So, yeah, it's it a home run. All right. JC, what was something that you liked about this movie?
0: I think this is pretty universal. I loved the cinematography in mm-hmm. this movie. I loved its use of color, its reds, oranges. A lot of this looked like it was either shot at night, dusk, sunset. It was just really gorgeous to look at. Sumptuous.
1: Nice. Yeah. Your inner
0: peacock was just fanning. <laughs> Some of the the chase scenes, as well as the scene where he jumps off the building when he's escaping the cops, like there's a lot of really interesting shots that had to be really hard to pull off. He's got cameras attached to the sides of cars, mm-hmm. on top of cars. He's got the camera attached to Batman yeah. when he jumps off the building. Yeah. Well done. Like it, it's a gorgeous movie. Yeah. So with this crap out of the way, let's go ahead and fix this movie. What do you guys think? You guys want to fix this movie? What do you guys think?
1: No, 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 no. Let's no, do it. No, no, no,
3: yeah. yeah. Fix yeah. yeah, there we Let's go. Do Let's do it.
0: All right, Geek Fluent Girl, why don't you give us your first fix for the Batman?
2: So, my first fix, I know we kind of talked about how it had a very kind of Nirvana feel since he is kind of starting out his first years as a crime fighter. He's trying to figure out everything. He is a very Kurt Cobain Batman. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that kind of just gave him more of a one note type personality.
0: That's very astute of you to observe because Matt Reeves said that when he was writing the character for Robert Pattinson, he was imagining that Robert Pattinson's Batman was Kurt Cobain and that Paul Dano's Riddler was the Zodiac Killer, Ooh. the real-life Zodiac Killer. And you see a lot of parallels between Kurt Cobain and this Batman and the Zodiac Killer and the Riddler, just the Zodiac Killer stuff. If you'll notice, the, the only sketch of the Zodiac Killer they have is him wearing glasses mm-hmm. just like Paul Dano's Riddler is wearing and uses the same double letter coded writing with his secret uh, messages. Oh, the cipher. The, the cipher oh, yeah. was double letters. The real Zodiac Killer, they figured out the L's first because they knew that he would use the word kill in each note. And in this one, it's Alfer that figures out the double letter O. Mm-hmm. And Cobain, obviously the aesthetic is all Cobain. A little bit brooding, floppy hair. Grunge. You know what to I mean? To Cobain. Yeah. Did, did you find it? To Cobain?
2: Yeah. And I mean, I guess, I don't know if this is a fix. It's just a different take. I was thinking like, okay, if we're going to use a rock star, let's use somebody such as Anthony Kiedis.
3: Yeah.
2: Because Anthony Kiedis would have like a little bit more depth because he really hides his torture.
0: Mm-hmm. Well. He should have been and, more um, Anthony Kiedis-ish. Yeah. Exactly. If he, yeah. If you were going to go with another rock star. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's had a lot of tragedy in his life. I, I know he was like heavy drug use and lost friends of his to drugs, right?
1: Yes. And found Zen through it
0: all. Found Zen. Didn't Bruce Wayne say to Alfred on his deathbed? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. He said he, he thought he mastered, you know, having that level of self-control that he never thought that level of fear would grip him. Uh, yeah, I, I, like, I like what you're saying, like kind of have more of that style that way he's actually like showing the zen that he's trying to attain while not trying to just make it look like just pure self-torture.
2: So you'd have a bit more than just being like, ugh, I don't know what to do. I just like beat up yeah. people. He like You can see he has like a joy out of it, but he's also conflict because mm-hmm. he's like, I want to help people.
1: Yeah, he, he wants to give it away. It's all the money.
0: He wants to give it away now.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> give it away now. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Mustachio, veteran, there on day one, episode one.
1: Oh yeah, and we were actually talking about like Batman on episode one. We were giving our who would be the best Batman casting. How do
0: you remember this? Because this was uh, 2017. The
2: mustachio power. (laughs)
1: Like I remember, like you asked me who would be the best batman and i i said bill hater yeah and, okay uh, and we all yes. were yes like, yes
0: didn't we have hashtag hater for batman
1: yeah it was like hashtag no darko night because we didn't want jake gyllenhaal to be, uh, <laughs> like we were, oh
0: that's so fantastic yeah
1: yeah Oh, it was so good yeah just to, to bring it back so
0: yeah do you have a fix all these years later this batman yeah
1: so it finally got made the movie we were talking about so long ago like when, like when's it gonna come out so anyway yeah, I, I really liked it, but if I had to fix something, there was uh, the sequence with uh, the bad cop, Kinsey, that abducts Annika, and like now Catwoman's got him up on uh, the rooftop, and she's like beating his ass, uh-huh. and yeah. she's got the phone that shows that he abducted her. I kind of wanted that sequence to go a little different okay. because he's so forthcoming with all this information about Falcone being like the one that runs the whole city, He's also saying that it was the, the renewal fund, uh, that h- how everybody like gets all the money in the city and controls everything. I felt like that was a little too like, wow, he's just giving up all this information. And so I wanted that sequence to go a little bit differently. So tell us how. Yeah, when she's like whooping his ass, I want her <laughs> to like see that Batman and Jim Gordon are coming in and realizing that a cop is getting his ass kicked. And so Jim Gordon wants to help another cop out of just sheer like this is this person's job. And I wanted that Kinsey guy. I wanted him to be a lot more combative and a lot more like, I'm not going to tell you anything so that when she's trying to tell them, like, I've got him on my phone, he abducted her Falcone killed her. um, I wanted, I wanted Batman to come unhinged there and like kick, like knock him off the side of the building And do that same thing he did where he grapples him. I wanted that to be the sequence where he gives up everything. And Catwoman now has like subdued Jim Gordon to make sure that he can't intervene. And I wanted them to get that information finally out of this bad cop who abducted Annika and led to her death.
0: So his turning point where he's like, oh my God, I'm going too far. You would like it to be a little bit earlier in the, like just not like way earlier, but just a little earlier than that very last scene where he's where pounding, he's pounding the guy the in guy. the face.
1: Yeah, just a little bit. So this would have been oh, after yeah. Alfred is, in, is hospitalized and he sees the, the bat signal. So I want him to still be reeling from almost the like the loss of Alfred to now he's trying to get this last piece of the puzzle and he's willing to go a little bit further and beat up a mm. bad cop. It would
0: be interesting if like Jim Gordon is like on his side up until that point and then he tries to murder that cop and Jim Gordon's like you've gone too far. I can't do this anymore, right? Batman starts to have the realization that he might be taking this too far. That also makes more sense now when he goes in and tries to stop Selina from killing mm-hmm. Falcone. And he yeah. also goes into that final scene in that massive arena with a little more clarity of mind because he's just running around pissed off in yeah. there, right? He's just like he's, pounding people's faces. He's he's crazy yeah, in he's there. He's tired yeah. of losing. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it would be interesting if if his change happened just like ten minutes earlier. It might make a, a difference.
1: I wanted it to be a little bit more realistic, while also honoring these characters and what they would actually so do. So,
0: would you have liked Catwoman to at least do something catish? a little bit of a tail, or like a little bit of a meow, or some nails? The meow,
1: like Michelle Pfeiffer's meow.
0: Meow. Kind of. Other than having cat, there was there was nothing she cat. She
2: drank milk. Yeah, she was more like a cat burglar. Yeah, she was
0: a cat burglar. It could have been more caddish. She could have like buried that guy in a giant litter oh. box, <laughs> threatened to pee on him.
1: Yeah. So she would have peed on him. Okay. All right.
0: The grounded approach. I'm messing <laughs> it up.
1: So J C do you have a do you have a first fix? Uh-huh. I do.
0: There was too many plot threads going on in this movie. And one of the characters that really got the short end of that stick was Alfred. Mm-hmm. He basically has like one important scene in the Batcave, yells at Batman about not caring about his family's money and stuff like that. right? Yeah, he's trying to, uh,
1: to help his holdings. He's like, yeah. take a shower.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: here's some berries. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Danny's getting blown up, right? Yeah. yeah. Like you don't get a lot. I just felt like Alfred needed at least another scene. As reluctant as Batman is to let him in, I wanted a scene where Batman realizes how indispensable having an Alfred can actually be. So I'm gonna do two things with this fix. I'm gonna give Alfred some more time and I'm going to get rid of a scene that I thought was a little bit goofy. So, So let me just start with, this movie has something unique. It is the first Alfred that has a military background and also there's the part of the movie where he mentions that he taught Bruce how to fight
1: yeah he said I'm not I'm not like a father but I, d- I did teach you how to fight
0: yeah he's got skills he's got military skills so there was one scene in the movie that I thought was a little bit goofy and it's when they bring Batman back to the police station and he's laying on the table he's just been injured and they're like let's take his mask off and he jumps up and he just starts punching <laughs> cops <laughs> he, d- he did like he's yeah, like that's he, true. he did he's like punching all these cops and then you know jim gordon is like oh let me deal with this he punches jim gordon you know to give gordon an out Mm -hmm. and the thing is is like if you're punching him to make the other cops think that you punched him to escape that makes you a felon that makes me a felon (laughs) like it it not not, not only does it make you a felon it makes you like a felon and it makes you like an enemy of the whole police department you know they chase him up the the stairs and he jumps off the building and it's a really awesome looking scene but it's really dumb because one or two scenes later he's hanging out with the cops again (laughs) like
2: yeah he's like buddy cop off and on i'm
0: like Like, wait a minute, didn't he just punch eight? He just punched all of you. Like, why are you guys, he punched Gordon and Gordon's acting like they're cool again. I'm like, what's going on? This is weird. Shouldn't every cop now be trying to arrest Batman now? You know, so I thought that was really silly. So what I'm going to do is instead, we're going to have him on the table in the room. The cops try to take his mask off. Gordon says, no, don't do that. Get out of the room. They're not going to let Batman out. Alfred, using his military skills, breaks into the police station... And gets Batman out in like a really cool, suspenseful escape scene. You know, without hurting anyone, without punching eight cops. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, just he sneaks Batman out and takes him back home and uh, nurses him back to health. Yes. And in that way, Batman can be like, "Wow, you got me out of there. You know, why did you risk yourself? And oh, you care about me. And they could have taken my my mask off. Like I could be in jail. All of these different things. So they have a really good scene where they finally are connecting and not just after alfred gets himself blown up and they have no real scene like that before it happens so i just wanted to build that relationship more and also get rid of a kind of a goofy scene where he's punching cops
1: nice yeah i really like that, that that really helps us understand their relationship more and see that he's coming to realize how much he does care about alfred that works you still get them jumping off like because that was something I said that I liked was his crash landing after he jumps off. And you were talking about the, the all the camera shots. We'd still get that. But Alfred would be like, all right, you go that way. I'll go this
0: way. He just like <laughs> hooks Batman onto a hang glider and just pushes him off the building. <laughs> but it's like a bat hang glider. So it, it knows where to, where to go. We get to Alfred. Because uh,
1: he's, he's talking about his days in the circus. Maybe he's like more... Wait,
0: are you saying just because his name's Andy Serkis, no, he no, was no, circus? No, in no. the
1: circus? He actually says it in the movie when he's like trying to figure out the cipher. He says, um, oh, I was drawing upon them, my time in the circus. And I did not know if he was like actually say, doing the same thing you're talking about, is inserting his name. But
0: There's a scene where he just has Batman under his arm and he's swinging through the city like an, like mm-hmm. an acrobat. Yes. <laughs> he's on a tightrope. Yeah, he's walking tight ropes. Some lions come out of nowhere. He's got to tame them. Yeah. His real name was Alfred Siegfried. (laughs) Alfred Siegfried. Oh, Alfred Ringling.
1: I I knew Pennyworth was a fake name.
3: I I could just
0: (laughs) tell. Moving right along. Geek Fluent Girl, do you have a second fix? For the Batman.
2: I do. I do have a second fix. And this is probably a a bit more serious.
0: Controversial.
2: Yes. Yes. So they don't really talk Mm. about it, but I feel like the Riddler has a bit of some mental mental issues. Uh, Just
1: just a bit.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Abandoned and orphanage and all of that. So what I was just thinking is I would like to have more information about the Riddler followers. I mean, how many followers he has? Like a hundred. It seems like he has a very small count. And um, yeah, just... I mean,
0: like how many showed up to the arena, like 10?
2: <laughs> yeah, but they really all were like, just like literally about like, we will follow you to the ends of their capital
0: riot at a bigger turnout.
2: <laughs> I mean, and that's why I was wondering is like, they like they were kind of QAnon ish. Yeah, and I also it's that. like people that just banded together as a community. They were very isolated. They were very anti-government. Right. You just really don't
0: know. They think, really know. Cute. Yeah, they think they're doing a good thing. Yeah, yeah. They're basically like, the mayor eats babies. I mean,
2: we, we don't really know, but there was like, if you look at like the way like the threads and stuff were going, they were like really dark about like, mm-hmm. I got this like machine gun and we can all get like this vest, like all these places and we can get to the, find these masks. Like they were very organized. Yeah. I
0: mean, it was, it, it was definitely touching on something that's going on in society right now for, for sure. sure. Yeah. yeah. Very topical. Yep. So you wanted his following to be more to be bigger to be
2: not, not really bigger but just to have a bit more explanation about why like that unmask they were the there.
0: followers so, so to speak yeah because we
1: we, yes. we could have had that geek fluent girl with like that guy that creepy guy that's at the funeral that bruce wayne sees and he says my oh. daughter yes, yeah like exactly. they didn't help my daughter and then as he gets pulled yeah. away with Bella Real, Maybe we could have followed that character a little bit more like of of some kind of explanation of why he's becoming a, a Riddler follower, shining a light on like how the ones that have this mental illness or are, you know, left out through the system. They're the ones that are collected up mm-hmm. by these villainous types that can exploit conspiracies and stuff like that.
0: I mean, he was just on TikTok.
1: <laughs> he, he needed to make shorter videos.
0: We just saw his videos where he was talking conspiracy. We didn't see the ones where he was dancing. <laughs> That's right. he was doing the latest dance.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what kind of dance challenges would the Riddler do? <laughs> it
1: would be throwbacks. <laughs> yes, like, absolutely. His time in the orphanage, you know, he's he's heard a lot of like,
0: like early 90s stuff there's a flashback to the orphanage and he's dancing and whoever the head lady is at the orphanage is like sit down your dancing is terrible and that's what sets him on his villain arc (laughs) he's on TikTok trying to prove he's still got dance skills
1: yes (laughs) she stole his like that's what I call hits 1996 (laughs) yeah
2: What is your fixed Mustachio? Oh, okay. Uh, thank you.
1: Yeah. So we've we've talked about how this movie was kind of like Seven, and how it kind of it, it like it steered towards that direction of like this killer who seems to be one step ahead of everybody, and and is like has something on everyone, and is uh, gonna turn himself in in the way that he knows that will help him best, but the very beginning of the movie, I felt like it could have matched a
0: little bit more of the opening of Seven. You want it to be more like Seven.
1: If you're going to give me the way that he reveals himself, uh, I wanted it to be a little bit more of an opener homage, too. Okay. It really opens with the crime scene. You know, you're going in and you're seeing that Batman is not liked by the cops. He's going in, he's not wanted there, and it's it's a brutal murder. We didn't already see Riddler reveal himself we didn't already see riddler with the duct tape killing you know like the mayor i wanted it to be we don't know who's been killed until batman gets there and now we realize like oh they're saying that he can't be in there with like it's the mayor's crime scene so i wanted it to be a bleak opening you don't have much to go on the reason i say this is because i feel like the less you know in the beginning the better the payoff can be when you start understanding more of like how this all ties together. I'll just leave you with this. A friend of mine told me to watch the movie dark city without watching the beginning where it's like, you know, given an explanation of who these people are, what's going on. He said, watch the director's cut where you don't hear any narration and you're basically dropped into where the protagonist is. And and I, that's, how I, that's how I watched it again and I love it so I felt like this movie needed less of like this is what's going on these are who these people are it needed to drop us in and scare the hell out of us
3: Yeah,
0: yeah like every movie these days has to have that cold open now I don't like that either. I I always feel like there's too much revealed in those openers. Like old writing advice is to start writing then get rid of your first paragraph and start with your second paragraph where essentially you're starting the real action.
3: Yeah, because
1: you're it's almost like you're over explaining in the beginning because you want to hook them in, but it's like the hook can be the like the whole like I don't know what is happening.
2: Yeah. Make it more like a true mystery. You don't have all the ah, facts yes. right away.
1: Yeah. Cuz wasn't wasn't this true. like a
3: noir
0: in a way? Mm-hmm. You wanted to start in the film noir, when the dame walks into the private dick's office and goes, "My husband's been minded. I need your help." See, see, that's old writing too. But
1: yes, like like we can have that. You know, we gotta we gotta have somebody like on the case. So it's it's like it's Gordon's office.
0: It would be very interesting to just start the movie with Gordon. Okay, this is all right. Give it, give much it better. Us. So you start with Gordon. He hears about the murder. He arrives at the scene. All of the cops are there. They're doing all of their forensics, this and that. You see, Gordon take a note like kick it to the side so that the forensics team doesn't find it and then it's getting wrapped up the cop is starting to filter out and then you see that batman's in the shadows of that room and he steps out and you're like oh shit he's been here the whole time and then you see gordon picks up the note that says Mm -hmm. to the batman and hands it to him that would be a much cooler way to introduce all of it and it also shows that batman is not really cool yet with all of the other cops but he has some kind of relationship with gordon and gordon is willing to take risks to help him it sets up their relationship better
2: yeah yeah i really like that yeah that would save so much wasted time.
0: Did you guys like the way the Riddler wrote in some like some very interesting font, like a very interesting style, artistic, like cool, gothy style when he wrote his letters to the Batman? Yeah, I, I did think about how nice that looked. I just feel like the Riddler was really angry because he was a forensic accountant, but he always felt <laughs> like he could have been an artist.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> JC. You got you got your second fix?
0: Yes. So a lot of the stuff that I was kinda confused about and I had to like work through and go research about was all of the Falcone, Moroni, <laughs> Rigatoni. Like I had I had to go look at all of the different the different mobsters. And then there was the renewal thing and then there was Martha is an Arkham and there was so much going on. Like when they finally revealed everything, I was like, Holy crap, like there's just too much is, is happening here. There's so there's a couple things that I'm gonna just take out. So one thing I'm gonna, I'm gonna take out to make this movie a little bit shorter and a little bit less convoluted is I just want Thomas Wayne to be one of the original renewal people and Fee finds out that Falcone is also part of it and has a piece of the pie and he's he's the one that's just gonna report Falcone. And that's where everybody thinks Falcone might have killed him. Mm-hmm. I don't need Martha being crazy, Arkham stuff, hush money. I don't need any of that stuff. And it doesn't add anything to it. Yeah, so
1: cut out like Sins of the Father. Yeah. Keep it more simple. And- Riddler
0: can still have a skewed view that Thomas Wayne was bad because once Riddler finds out. Out that Falcone is in this renewal fun pot, it's very easy to make the jump that O. Thomas Wayne mm-hmm. is in on the part yeah. of the mobster stuff, too. The other thing that I want is this is gonna sound terrible. I don't think Catwoman adds anything to this story. I loved Catwoman, I thought she was fantastic, but I think if you take her out, you still have the same movie, really. That's
2: hard. I really do like Catwoman,
1: but just because you can, doesn't mean you should.
0: Actually, you should be able to say when you're writing a movie. Because you can, you should. Yeah. If I can take a character out of a, a movie and have other people do what she's doing, and if she's not very consequential to the very end of this movie...
2: So you think that he could have like put together everything without her yes. doing her undercover
3: stuff?
0: Yeah. Basically, she was there to be undercover for him in the very beginning, and that was when she served most of her purpose. She doesn't really serve any other purpose the rest of the movie. I don't see him like in love with her really in this movie. They have a pretty good working relationship, and mm-hmm. at the end, she's like, "You can come away with me if, if you want." And he's like, "Nope." <laughs> so I don't know. She was in the comics. I know she's part of the whole Falcone thing. She is his daughter, but you know, you can make her come back in the second film, angry that her father's dead and dealing with that.
1: And and I like like how you're thinking outside yeah. the box because, I mean, a lot of people, like, obviously, even like yourself that like Zoe Kravitz and love, like, how they had this, like, almost like this strange chemistry of, like, struggle um, that it's so hard to take her out. But um, knowing that if it doesn't drive the story, if it doesn't keep it concise, if it doesn't really help, then why have it?
0: You could have easily gotten rid of Catwoman or Penguin. And just had Riddler and Penguin or Riddler and Catwoman.
1: Then it wouldn't have felt like too much. Because
0: you can just as easily take out Penguin from the plot. And the problem is I love both of them. But none of them are super consequential to the actual plot going on with Riddler.
1: Sure. It's almost like they're being introduced for later. Okay. Right. So, yeah. And you're saying that has a heavy price because it's so much runtime. It's so much... Like of like our attention of like what's going on in the story, it's so much pulled in like totally different directions. Yes, I see that. If
0: you're just trying to stick with what the Riddler's doing, you don't need e- either and of them. So really.
1: you would be that guy in the writing room that's like, like really helping to understand and build the story in a better way but thinking so much outside the box that you're making enemies in that very room right
2: because <laughs> you'd be like i love catwoman yeah. but she's she's for the next film she she's for the just, sequel
1: you're, you're like we're shoehorning her into the movie and everybody's like what
0: <laughs> i mean honestly it, it's probably easier to take out penguin yeah my fix really is to take yeah. out one of them so you could mm-hmm. easily take out penguin just give him an HBO Max series and throw him into the second movie.
1: Or just have him as a cameo or something small. like
0: Because in, instead, we get this whole sidebar where they think that he's the guy, but he's not the guy. But we get we got to go all the way to the warehouse. Ice, the iceberg. There's got to be a whole car chase, and there's got to be El Rata <laughs> or whatever, which doesn't go anywhere. It leads nowhere. So
2: Penguin is an elaborate MacGuffin? Is that what you're
0: saying? He's a crazy elaborate <laughs> MacGuffin, but uh, yeah. Yeah. He's a uh, my puffin <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> So without further ado, I think we can consider this movie screen Screen fixed. Oh yeah, uh, (laughs) is that penguin, sweetheart? (laughs) Is Is
1: it? It is.
0: All right, so do you have a final thought, Mustachio, for the Batman?
1: Yeah, I was thinking of, like about what I was researching about the Batmans that we know, like the Christopher Nolan ones. I was reminded of it when uh, Geek Fluent Girl was talking about the seriousness of like what it's saying about conspiracy driven uh, i don't know followers now where it actually has like something that it's saying about you know real life and and the bat the batman is just a vessel for that so it actually came like this quote came from zach schneider the the director for the like the justice league one mm-hmm. and he he appreciated like christopher nolan's like approach for those movies he said that christopher nolan he didn't allow like his preconceived notions of what Batman could be to stop him from using Batman to explore serious parts of ourselves. And he said that was the real leap for what Batman begins did. Mm. And so like, you're also talking about this kind of auteur approach for what Matt Reeves is doing. And you know, Zack Snyder was able to realize that Christopher Nolan was doing something where he said, Oh, this kind of movie was definitely not made in a boardroom. This was this is someone's point of view. And and I feel like we're getting a little bit more of that with Matt Reeves, like where this is he's just using a Batman movie to steer us towards like thoughts of like, you know, more serious parts of ourselves, what we actually see in our culture. Excellent. It was a little all over the place. So thank you for sticking with me. That I feel like that was a three hour runtime.
0: That was deep stashy.
2: Yeah, that was really nice.
0: All right. Geek Fluent uh, do you have a final thought for uh, I don't have
2: anything that deep and poetic to follow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to say I liked the fact, again, kind of with what Satoshi said, that taking risks, having a new direction, because going to tell my age, but I remember the Michael Keaton Batmans, which was just like a fun comic book romp, and uh, just over-the-top, mm-hmm. like insane villains, and then who can remember? forget also too when we journeyed into like having the riddler as jim carrey so it's like just it's really interesting yeah how we have come to such a full gamut so i applaud the batman for going outside the boundaries
1: yeah i like that
0: i've got something the i am vengeance i believe is an homage to batman the animated series
2: oh the 90s one yes
0: i am vengeance i am the knight i am batman Kevin Conroy. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) With those final thoughts in the books, uh, let me tell you where you can find Screen Fix. You can follow us on Twitter, at Screen Fix Pod. And you can follow Geek Fluent Girl.
2: At Geek Fluent Girl on Twitter.
0: See her film takes. And one of the original hosts... Day one host. Apparently, we talked about Batman. He has the brain of an elephant, tiny ginger elephant. <laughs> Mustachio, what are you doing right now? Do you want to plug anything?
1: Well, I'm on uh, Twitter at GMoneyMustachio.
0: If you want to uh, harass his DMs. Okay, let's leave everybody with your impression of Colin Farrell's Penguin saying, "Take it easy, sweetheart." Okay, ready? <laughs> Why don't you go first, Geek girl?
2: Take it easy, sweetheart. <laughs>
0: oh my god. <laughs>
1: so good all right
0: that is good g money mustachio why don't you go whoa take it easy sweetheart right. <laughs> that's good all right here's mine whoa take it easy sweetheart that was awesome <laughs> that was good not bad not bad all right yeah, join us next it. time for another film that we will quote unquote fix coming soon thanks for listening to screen fix bye everybody, bye, all
3: everybody. Right. <laughs>
0: The city I live in (laughs) The city of Gotham (laughs) Exactly I don't ever want to feel Like I did that day When they shot my mom and pa (laughs) (laughs)